MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. We are off and running for hour two of Follow the Money. Know your eyes and ears do not deceive you. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard are on a very well-deserved vacation. I know that like the hair is similar, yeah. but you didn't. Yeah, you didn't know Polly was actually just he. He has his hair; it's it's slicked back. Polly should come it's in. Actually, with a, pretty long. Polly so. should come in with a, a stormy wig. <laughs> that would look fantastic. Dashing. <laughs> um, we are going to open up this hour doing a little exercise. Okay. So this segment we're going to do an NFL featured version of this. Mm. Next segment we're going to get talk some college football. Oh, but I, like I want you to build. We will build. We our ultimate. Division parlays. Okay. And I know some people don't like parlays in general. I think they're fun. They I are like them. fun, but they are profitable for the book. If you're bad at it. <laughs> well, we're going to build you a winner. <laughs> yes. We're going to build me a winner today. And so basically there are building blocks to a parlay, right? Okay. Yep. It's pretty rare for you to cash an all underdog 10 legger. Man. We're not asking for that. No. So let's start with Dave, what you think if you're building your division winners parlay. What's your lock? What's your your bet that you feel the most comfortable, most confident in? Our Locks contr- don't exist. Right. We know, we know. Like our control. Yes, our con- exactly. Like, right? like what's in our, Before in our we experiment. whip in the variables. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we kind of workshopped it in the first hour. I And I don't even like this team. It's the Rams. I'm, they're going to be my control. Okay. I'm going to put the Rams in as the first leg for my division winner. Right I'm going to just say boo real quick just to get it. <laughs> Sorry. Plus $1.25 for the Rams because I just don't trust. I don't know Trey Lance yet. And I look at them and I go, the, the variable. 
to your point, Stormy, there's one variable in the West. It's the Niners. I don't trust Arizona. I, Kyler got your bag great. I certainly don't trust Seattle now with, with Russ gone, right? So to me, the constant's going to be the Rams, that I'm going to put them in the first leg, and I got them at plus dollar twenty-five at plus money. Stormy, that's leg number one for me. I, and I okay. know that that's not going to be your constant. What's going to be your constant? Because you can't, as a Niner fan, in good standing do that. It's absolutely not. Yeah. And I'm just holding out hope. I'm not going to bet a winner in no. the NFC West. Uh, the, the value just isn't enough for me in general to make that bet. Um, my constant, though, as I say, not enough value. I'm going full-blown chalk, as, as chalky as possible for Buffalo leg Bills. one of my parley. Buffalo Bills, oh, baby, yeah. minus 225. Just to set the foundation, right? Yeah. So we know we have one that's going to get there because Miami's not going to get there. No. I don't have faith New England's going to get there. New York Jets, why are you even in the conversation? I don't even know why they Everybody's still put a, your number up there. And people love the Jets this year. They're betting They're like They're going to be better. I agree are with they? that. Are they going to be uh, better? I don't, know. I don't know. But I think it's a good control for you because yes. I agree. Like, I, the only thing is, as long as it's not the guy we saw in, in Win Some, Lose Some video dressed as Josh Allen, is that, if that guy's playing quarterback, you're in trouble. As long as Josh Allen stays healthy, that's knock yes. on some wood somewhere. Because that, that, that does always concern me with the running quarterback. And, you know, Michael Lombardi and I talk about it all the time. You know, when they went single wing is when they almost became – unbeatable last year we quote you know we kid about the single wing but really that's what they did because it was after they lost the patriots win, the win game. game yes and then they said you know what josh allen you're our best player you're our best running back so we're gonna run you i get nervous like cam newton when they went 15 and one you know what mm-hmm. like when they had that great year they ran cam into the ground and cam was never really the same after that not saying that's josh allen but it does give me a little bit of pause mm-hmm. but they are clearly the best team in that division. Well, and I think that he takes another step forward this year. Oh, wow. Um, I, I do, because last year was a quote-unquote down year for him after the just incredible 2020 season that he had, where he exploded and he came second in the MVP voting. Right, right? and so, they used him differently yes. last year, right? But then we saw in the, in the Chiefs game, sorry, Bills fan, 13 seconds. But, like, he was... he was. You're a, about he, to get slapped by people I in know, Buffalo right? for that comment. But, like, they, <laughs> he was... Josh Allen could not have played better, and somehow you lose that football game. So that's that's fluky. It happens, but they barring an injury that we cannot forecast, they are absolutely the team to beat. That's a great concept. I like their pieces. I yep. like them bringing in Von Miller. I just you know they did a lot of things right this offseason to improve an already really great team. They're the favorite to win this year's Super Bowl. So that's my that's my solid foundation. Now, do you want to, to build begin yours the first? You're, are you going to do a two legger okay. or a three legger? And again, we're doing division winners so, in the NFC. Since you did start with the NFC West, so yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go three legs. Oh. But I'm going to throw San Francisco in this parlay, I think. What? I know. So we've already, one so of us is already So we're already lost. at odds. But I, I. You're trusting Trey Lance? For, no. No. You're trusting Kyle Shanahan. Not. I'm trusting Kyle Shanahan and the pieces that are around Trey Lance. Okay. Because you do have a Debo Samuel who can be this security type of a guy He wants to be in South Carolina. <laughs> why you got to, why you got to do this to me right well, now? Why, I mean, doesn't even want to be there. He's going to make it work Okay. on the football field. It's okay. fine. Uh, <laughs> you're so judgy. No, I I think overall it's kind of, and I hate to compare it to the Browns, but they're a football team that has all of these tremendous components that are built to go the distance, except for the quarterback position is where you have the question marks and the issue, and it is the most important position on the football field. So if they can just, if, if the rest of the team can potentially elevate him, and him not necessarily have to get to their level, and he just does enough 
I think there's an opportunity for them to win the division. And like we talked about earlier, their historical success against Sean McVay's yeah. Rams is something that I like to lean on. I hate the Cardinals this year. I hate the Seahawks. But I think the 49ers do have a chance, and it just gives a little pump up to the parlay. I tell you this, though, Stormy. Here's where your theory has some some real merit in my eyes. You are trusting a track record that works with Kyle, right? And I have to think John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, they don't go to get Trey Lance last year trade up to go get him unless they saw what you are banking on this year in your parlay, right? Mm -hmm. So Jimmy G's not going to be in this roster, people. It's just you cannot, and I've been in locker rooms, you've been in locker rooms, where if you see a divided locker room, you got no shot. So they can't bring back Jimmy G because it's like, Platoon, best picture, 1986. Two rival sergeants. You can't have the the fraying in the locker room. So Jimmy's got to be out of there because he's popular. Yes, and guys gravitate very, to him. He's very beloved right? in that locker room. So Absolutely, you, you got to move him out. I don't know where you move him, but you got to. And then when you turn the keys over to the kid, then the other guys go, "Okay, you're, you're our the guy. guy. Let's go." And that's where I think you really have a shot. And that's why I haven't fired on the Rams singularly. I'll put them in my mm-hmm. constant for my parlay. So but I, lose, I feel bad that, like, that's your constant and that's my variable. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good variable. Yeah. And I, I, it's a smart variable because even though we haven't seen it yet with Trey Lance, it has to be there because I have to judge Kyle Shanahan on his track record, which is pretty darn good, I believe, at least in getting quarterbacks to play well. And, again, I used the D.C. example with his dad, Mike, when they brought in the Baylor offense for RG3. And if RG3 doesn't get hurt, I mean, that, that offense was working. So I don't know if it's going to be similar to that, that they ran – in DC, but I could see a lot of that with Trey Lance using his legs. Okay, so where's I'm your with him. where's your next plus money value oh, added to the here's parlay? Here's my variable. It's the Las Vegas Raiders to win the West, Ooh. and I think finally this is the year that Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, they don't have the lock on the division in the AFC West. And when I look at, to me, there's real value here when I look at them at plus six fifty to win this division, plus six fifty. Okay. You tell me, when you look at the roster, and as Devontae Adams said, I'm just going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. <laughs> and Derek Carr. We're going to play that audio tomorrow for you. We'll so get it. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that. That's what he said, right? So if he believes it, and, you know, like, he doesn't say it as a punchline. He says it with a straight face. The, now, and by the way, I would dabble in the Derek Carr MVP market as well. I said that as well. Right? So, and I also am contemplating... A most passing yards. For Derek. For Derek. They, look, they don't run the ball very well. Josh Jacobs will find out how this year looks for him. But they're going to be able to throw it all over the lot if the O-line holds up, which I think it will. Mm-hmm. And Josh McDaniels coming in, I mean, pretty good proven, proven track record. <laughs> but Waller, as Renfro, Devontae oh, Adams, I think he's t- got the weapons there. If you're double teaming one guy, that's leaving another guy Renfro open one-on-one. On one. Guys give me a menace. Waller. Come on. So I'm with you. So I'm going to take a shot at this one here. At plus 650. So if I get my constant against your Niners and the Rams win at plus a dollar twenty-five, and then I do my two-way parlay, I'm not gonna get as frisky with the three-way. Okay. I got plus fifteen eighty-seven to See, cash. And I'm a little emotional because your two teamer has better odds than my three teamer. <laughs> well, because your your constant's a good constant with the Bills. Yes. But you're not gonna get, you know, minus two twenty-five. Yes. Okay. So my next risky move is something I did already mention a little bit earlier is I like the Vikings. Whoa. Over the Packers in the division. Whoa. Plus 265. Um, NFC North in a year where I think that the Packers have potential to take a small step back. I agree with you there. 
And I'm with you on that. I kind of like Kirk Cousins. I know it's not a yes, popular opinion, Stormy. but KCH, <laughs> put some respect on his name. I didn't think we were going to be in such agreement on that, but I, okay. Well, you look at his numbers last year. I think he was thirty-three and seven. Yeah, he, he had unbelievable numbers for the like nobody talks about because they didn't make the postseason. Cook got hurt and the whole bit. Every he's a punchline. Eight's a punchline. Not to me. And I look at it and I go, I don't know where he stands in your you know, pantheon of quarterbacks in the league, top 15, top whatever. But the numbers are, are closer to Aaron Rodgers' MVP numbers. If you just put, if I did blind resume with Kirk's numbers last year with Rodgers' numbers, they're not far off. And people look at those two quarterbacks and go, they're far off. If you just looked at the numbers, they're not from last year. So I, I like your play there. I think, I think you're sneaky. That's a sneaky divisional winner. And I worry about Rodgers. What's he been doing this offseason? Wasn't he like taking pictures and he didn't he get busted up his girlfriend again? Like they're, they're broken up. Oh, yes, they broke right? up. Right. So Shailene Woodley. Whatever her name is. He's a mess off the field. <laughs> he's a train wreck. And now he's got to get a rookie wide receiver up to par with Devontae Adams. Good luck, well, Green Bay. That's, that's the thing is he likes his guys, right? He loves Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's a thousand years old. <laughs> But we saw, like, and a lot of the talk last year was, oh, well, when Devontae's out, the Packers still win, right? Like, that was the trending topic. Right. But he has certain ways that he feels about his receivers, and if you drop a ball, he's not going back to you. So what are you going to do when you have these young guys, these unproven guys that you've got to figure it out with? I don't know. He's a, he's pouty. Rodgers can And pout. he's still a two-time defe- I mean, yeah, yeah, reigning, he's, defending he's MVP, the won three is, of them. No question. Obviously. But give me KCA with Stormy. I love what's it. Your, your... Mine pays out uh, 12 to 1, a little better than 12 to 1. Well, that's so, solid. Bam. When we come back, we're going to do it college football style with conference winners. Keep those parlays coming, baby. All right. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the Pro Football Guide's coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every single team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything we have to offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And oh, if these commercial breaks could talk. Oh, my. Dave Ross. (laughs) Well, you know, all I was saying, Stormy, is like we talk about it. Like sometimes out there you're going to get a bad beat and you're going to be like it's going to stick with you. But you're going to get some of those good wins that you kind of forget about. Like Patty Pimlet in the UFC on Saturday over in London. So I had Patty at almost three to one to win KOTK or DQ against Jordan Levitt. Jordan Levitt, by the way, sensational wrestler, grappler, call him Monkey King for a reason, hops on you, (laughs) holds on. And then Patty... In the second round, flips the script on Jordan. I go, oh, no, don't go for a submission. So, like, I lose the wager because he doesn't get the KOT, KODQ, but he gets the submission win. It was spectacular to watch unless you were on the wrong side of the ticket. So, remember the good wins and not just the bad wins. Well, that's the thing is we all love talking about, oh, these incredible wins we had where we thought we had no shot and this huge dog and it comes out on top. But then when you're handicapped something totally right and then you still lose and then you're just a bitter, grumpy old right. lady. Like, like that's how my life seems to be. But we do seem to remember those more than the great Absolutely. wins. Somehow, some way. It's honestly funny you say that because, I mean, you know, working in this space, a lot of folks when you do outside interviews are like, yeah. okay, what's the best win you ever had? And, and like, like, oh. like, okay, I got to think about it. There's, like, there's been a few good ones. I was like, I can tell you about a few beats, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's just how that's it is. That's why I can tell you about the four instances in the UFC in a calendar year where fighters I've had have lost via injury. Like, you, that stuff yep. sticks in your brain. Like, how does that keep happening? It's awful. Okay, we're going to continue we're rolling along with these parlays yeah. that we're talking about. We just wrapped up the NFL division parlays we like and if you miss any of the show or any show here on the network we're all available in podcast form as well so go check out that segment but now we're going to turn our attention from the nfl Ooh. to college football okay and i want you to pick conference champions 
that you want to parlay together. Oh, boy. Are you doing another three-teamer like you did in the NFL, or are you doing two? Absolutely, positively. you doing a three? I love me a three-teamer. Wow. Our, our wonderful producer, Elliot, was like, hey, this is pretty easy. All you have to do is put Ohio State and Alabama together at plus odds. You get plus 147, plus 150, which, which is, is not wrong. Which is kind of tempting to do. Is the Ohio State your constant? They are. I, how did you know that I was going super chalk for my foundational they piece? Loaded offensively. I have them favored in every single game on their schedule. Not to say that they're going to go undefeated, right. but hey, why can't they? Um, yes, CJ Stroud leading the way, Heisman favorite. That offense is going to be absolutely explosive it really this year. Is. Trayvon Henderson. I mean, well, they've got like three Heisman candidates. Yes. And CJ Stroud right now is the favorite to win the Heisman like, for good reason. With the as good as their offense is, if Jim Knowles can come in there and make that defense competitive, it's game over. And it feels like that's a good hire. I mean, it, on I paper agree. again, we'll find out how yes. it, how it extrapolates to the field. I, it's a good constant. Electric. I, I root for Michigan. Like Harbs is one of my favorite people. It, like yes. He, well, I'm a 49ers fan. I was devastated yeah. when he left. It, when he left, because he's just so like I don't know anything about Ryan Day. Seems like a nice guy. I don't know. But Harbs is just like so easy to root against if you're not a Michigan backer. They love to just wail away on Harbs. And I'm like, I look at the job they did. They won the Big Ten last year. So your constant is going to be 6-1 to one no, Michigan? Don't no, no, you no. do this to no, me. No, no, no. I'm, with, I'm, I'm actually with you. I, I look at Ohio State. I just There's too much firepower. Now, I don't have them in my two-leg parlay. So my constant is going to be a favorite as well, but a much smaller favorite. It's Dabo! I'm going with Clemson, and I'm going to roll with the Tigers and DJ Uyunglele. Did I get it right? Close. DJ it's, U? It's Lele. So it Uyunglele. Uyunglele? Uyunglele. I'm never going to get it right, DJ. So he's DJ U for me. He's been there that way for two years. Yeah, just stick, it, just stick with that one. I got to think People Clemson, still can't say Tungo Bailoa either. Yeah, right. So that it's was just, not as hard. Sometimes it's just not going to happen <laughs> for us, you know? I, I look at Clemson, and I just think the ACC, and I know, you know, we had the the whole meetings and presidents talking about how great the conference is. I don't see it. Maybe the U is going to be back. I'll be rooting for him. But I just think Clemson far and away to me, if DJU can be a little bit better and he's got competition, by the way, he got a five-star in there oh. as a Kate freshman. Club Nick coming up behind him. Right. So like to me, that's the old iron sharpening iron. So I, I, that doesn't bother me. And I look at the schedule and I go, okay, maybe a loss at Notre Dame. Florida State could get tricky. We'll find out about that. But if you're going to be the best in the ACC, it's a favorable schedule. The Miami game will be big, but you get it down there at Death Valley. I like Clemson as my consonant minus $1.20. Okay, so. Oh, you don't like it. We are at odds again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw that Clemson schedule back up here again real quickly? What, what, what worries you? A&M. Nope. Oh. So, another team in the ACC that I like in my parlay. NC State at 8-1. to Oh, so Clemson, yes, your odds on favorite. The Pack beat Clemson last year. Yep. Could very well be undefeated going into that game on October 1st with the way that their schedule shakes out. Arguably the best team that Dave Dorn has had. 17 starters coming back. They're that, loaded. That quarterback, Devin Leary, 35 touchdowns, just five picks. I think he's How just going to get better. Kid? Is he 40? <laughs> so uh, that reminds me. Utah finally this year isn't going to have Britton Covey, who's got to be like 30 years old. He's got to be my age or near because with the COVID year that added into it, right. the mission, he, everybody calls him Uncle Covey, Grandpa Covey, because he was there for so long. He has finally moved on. He is well, no longer a youth. And good but, for the kids. Take advantage of it. You lose the year, 
and you want to go like I, I think that's great for college football, but it is like we're not used to this. We get right. guys now three, four year starters. <laughs> like that's just not the norm. Right. So I'm you're making me nervous now because Dave Dorn's got it. They are loaded. They are going to be really good this yep. year. And week, what is that? Five is when they play Clemson. But where is it? Exactly. <clears throat> they're going to rub the rock. They're going to rub, rub the rock, run down the <laughs> they're hill. Gonna go, they're also going to go down the slide that they have. That's like my yeah. favorite thing about these on-campus visits is when you go see some of the setups and Pretty like cool. the athletics departments, their slide. Cracks me up. I, I gotta. This is a trust Dabo bounce back year for me. Like that's that's the reason why I'm gonna bounce. Okay. Like to me, Dabo. Well, and they're probably gonna be angry that they lost no that doubt. matchup last year. I understand. I'm just so saying, like, eight to one. I like. But to if throw they're in. the new Alabama, if Dabo is the new Nick, which he's not, but that like that's what you want to be. You can't have two down years in a row. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why they're my constant. But I like your NC State pick. Are they in your parlay? They are in my parlay. Oh, wow. At eight to so one. you got the Ohio State. So I have the Ohio State. So you want to give your third team your? your I was leg? on the fence between the Utah Utes, who I have. You love them. I have been very loud and proud about how high I am on this Utah team. I covered in person, I think, four of their games last year. Got to know their pieces very, very well. They're tough, aren't they? They're, They're tough. as tough as they. Yeah. They really, really are. And Cam Rising is a rising star. He's, a He's somebody that I talked about. Um, potentially, if you if you think that the Pac-12 can have a team that ultimately makes the college football playoff, I think that it would be Utah over USC 10 out of 10 times for me this year. Wow. If you had to pick between one of those two, which in turn made me kind of like Cam Rising at 80 to 1 Heisman Whoa. odds, because if he were to explode this year, and let's say a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud slips up, has an injury, potentially misses a couple games, that something happens. like that, which happens. Yeah, all the time opens the door for a team that nobody really suspected to get into the college football playoff. So that's, I mean, you have Caleb Williams, who's seven to one odds at USC. And I think there's no shot in hell that they're going to make the playoff. Sorry, not sorry. Am I allowed to say that on this? Yeah, you can say that. H-E double hockey sticks. Apologies. I did work in hockey. We'll go there. But I'm between (laughs) the Utes or Oklahoma because their odds are relatively similar. Oklahoma in the big 12 is two to one and Utah is plus 250 in the Pac-12. So So I'm on the fence. So wait, so your third leg is not officially built. It's not official. I'm just Boy, should wait. We have a coin. So you have, you have the Ohio coin. State. You have I could go NC four State. teamer. You got <laughs> NC State. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. And then you're deciding between Utah. And I think probably because I have already bet Utah separate that yeah. I'll just roll with it again. And I'm like that confident in it. I really, really firmly believe that they're gonna have a dominant season. I just need them to get out the gate week one and beat Florida so that my whole narrative that I've been talking about all offseason doesn't crash and burn because well, they lose to Billy Napier game one, year one. I'm glad you didn't pick Oklahoma because I'm picking Baylor ah! in the Big 12. That's the second So did leg. the media. They were the preseason pick in I the love league. Dave Aranda. I love what they're doing defensively down there. They're just going to be talking about tough with Utah. That's the way Baylor plays. So to me, you give me that plus 650 to go with my constant of Clemson, and I get right now, Stormy, two t- two-way parlay, plus 1275. Okay. Baylor Bears, let's go and rub the rock. Run down the hill, kids, in I'm, Clemson. I'm trying to find the ACC so I can throw in NC State. Mine's 45 to 1. Holy shnike. If I just do those, because that State, NC State 8 to 1. NC State, Utah. Because the 8 to 1 blows it up. Yeah, that's pretty yep. good. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel good about it. 45, 45 to 1 plus. It's actually 
Um, I was so excited for my plus 12, 75 and then <laughs> blow it out of the water. Uh, we're going to continue our college football conversation, yep. though, just a little bit when we come back here. We're going to take a quick timeout. But Chris Vanini, senior national college football writer for The Athletic, does a lot of coverage with the group of five. So we're going to talk a little realignment, cool. what that means for the non-autonomous teams. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe how Cincinnati's going to look, how yeah. Boise State is going to look, BYU. We'll get into all of that and more when we come back on Fall of the Month. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back to Follow the Money. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross in for Mitch and Polly today. And we are going to roll on here with our college football conversation. Super excited to welcome in Chris Vanini, senior national college football writer for The Athletic. Welcome in, Chris. Thank you for hanging out with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we are a a sports betting network. We're primarily going to focus here on the specific teams and conferences and on-field expectations, of Mm -hmm. course. But here we are again, going into another college football (laughs) season with realignment on the brain. It's on the forefront of everybody's mind. You're somebody who covers the group of five teams and conferences very closely how worried should folks be that are a part of those leagues for the future of college football? Well, it depends on, on your perspective. If you're some teams, you would love to move up to the Pac-12 or to the ACC or something else. I think San Diego State, uh, SMU, and Boise State, maybe Memphis, are, are kind of best positioned right now to potentially get that call up if the Pac-12 either stays together or it loses a couple needs to replace some teams. So there are some schools that are positioning themselves to try to move up uh, to, to, to the power five if that comes. So, so that's a, a positive. Now, if you're in a conference and you're not those teams, then you're kind of wondering, hey, is last year's trickle-down effect going to happen again? Probably not because all the moves that were made last year generally were all the moves that could be made. Um, but, but there still could be some movement. Yeah, Chris, that's the interesting part too because I do think it's about your perspective – because I always thought, all right, the little guy's really going to get washed out here, but maybe it does help the little guy at some point. Chris, do we get to a point where it's literally four, I don't even know, super, super conferences, and everybody just gets kind of bought up by this massive expansion system? Do you think that's where it's going to go two, three, four, five years down the road? I don't think the conferences are going to get so massive because the bigger you get, the higher the bar of entry is. You have to be increasing the television revenue to join the SEC, to join the Big Ten. And at this point, that could mean almost $100 million a year, $75 million a year for the Big Ten or something like that. So if you're not bringing that to the table, then they're not going to add you. And so that's where the potential is down the road if the SEC and Big Ten have so much money that they really move ahead of everybody else. That Then it could be... You know, that's why people start talking about the power two, because <laughs> by the end of this decade, you could have those two conferences literally making double wow. the rest of the power five. That's at the power five level. So so um, then that things really start to potentially get fractured. 
Well, in conference realignment, we know is nothing new. It just feels like seismic change is really upon us mm -hmm. here in the near future more than ever. Um, let's talk about some specific teams, though. In a recent article for The Athletic, you surveyed a number of college football fans who believe Cincinnati will get the Group of Five's New Year's Six spot again this year. They're coming off a historic 13-1 season, college football playoff appearance, but now... No Desmond Ritter or Jerome Ford offensively. Six key players on defense also off to the NFL this year. Are you as high on the Bearcats as a lot of other people seem to be? They're my pick, but 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 I'm very, very not confident in that because of what you said. <laughs> they, have, they have to replace a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. Now, Cincinnati has been recruiting extremely well, uh, so there is – depth there we're going to see that but i don't think they're going to be as good as last year's team you just that, that's really hard to do they open the season against arkansas uh, on the road which will be an opportunity to kind of really see where this team is at i think houston is kind of like that one b in the american i think houston's going to be really good again uh, nearly won the american last year and then ucf probably right behind them a lot of skill talent just a lot of questions coming off of the injury filled season last year yeah, I look at the conference as a whole, and again, Cincinnati right now the betting favorite about plus a dollar eighty uh, to repeat in the AAC. Houston, you mentioned there two forty, UCF at plus three sixty. Chris, is there a drop off though after those big three? Because I just looking at the numbers, SMU would be the next one at ten to one. Is it really when we're talking about depth? Is it the top three and then everybody else? In the American, I think it's those three. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the group of five top spot, I think. San Diego State and some other teams could get in the mix. But as far as the American Athletic Conference, I think those three are clearly the top three. Now, there could be, you know, lower teams, SMU, East Carolina, some others that knock, that upset some of those top three teams. I don't think the league is as strong at the top as it was last year. So there could be some, some plenty of spoiler stuff. Well, you mentioned San Diego State there. It's no secret for anybody that <laughs> listens to this network that I have an affinity for the Mountain West Conference. Boise State, the favorite to win the league at plus 220, despite coming off that 7-5 and five season. It's their worst season since 1998. Win total this year is 9. Can the Broncos live up to these high expectations that they have in year 2 under Andy Avalos, or is the, the door open for a Fresno State or a San Diego State or even an Air Force to come through? I mean, the schedule, uh, the, the door is certainly open. I mean, I mean, last year's team was supposed to be one of the stronger years. It was a very veteran-laden team. Uh, now they had to deal with some injuries and stuff. But now this team comes in losing some, some key skill players from last year. There is talent at the top, but I don't think there's as much depth as there was a year ago. And so, you know, they, they, they opened the season with Oregon State. They've got San Diego State. they got Fresno State, Air Force, BYU, Utah State, go to Wyoming. Those are really, really tough games. This is going to be a season for Boise State where we kind of determine, hey, if they have another kind of year that's not up to their standard, maybe that program can't get back or, or at least it really, truly has taken a step back and last year wasn't a blip. Uh, so there's a lot of questions about Boise State this year. And maybe San Diego State might be able to slip in there uh, if they stumble a little bit, Chris. Uh, let's look at some matching because I know we can't wait to get to, to matching certainly later in the season here. And it feels like the division, Chris, just when you look at the league rather as a whole, it's kind of wide open here where maybe you could have as many as four or five teams to compete for this uh, conference championship. Is it central to you that should be the favorite in, in, Mac, in the MAC, or do you think maybe some longer shots could be in play? This conference is always wide open. I mean, you look <laughs> at the last 
five, six years of, of the conference championship game, almost every team in this conference has played in the conference championship game within the last five or six years. Like everybody's had a shot. Uh, I would say Northern Illinois is, is my mm. favorite slightly. They're the defending champs. They were a very young team last year. Uh, they lost their top running back to, to transfer, but the quarterback Rocky Lombardi is back. Uh, they would be my slight favorite. And then central Michigan right there had another really strong year quarterback situation. Really good. They got Lou Nichols. So the nation's leading rusher last year is back. So there's definitely a lot of talent there on, on those two teams. I want to know a little bit about your opinion with BYU. They still have one more year as an independent before they go to the Big 12. And their schedule this year certainly sets up for opportunity for them should they win out or have a really successful season for them to potentially be one of those teams that's a contender down the way. They have Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Boise State, Stanford, um, Arkansas. What's your outlook for the Cougars this year? And could they be a name that more people start talking about as the year goes on? Yeah, you know, being an independent is a tough spot because you only really get talked about if, you, if you're going to make the playoffs. You know, otherwise, you know, you know, you're not competing for conference championships. There aren't really many reasons people are paying attention to you. And you know, this year's team, you know, you, you got to go undefeated to make the playoffs. And, and, and there are pieces to like on the team. Now, speaking of that schedule, you get Baylor in the second game of the season, Oregon in the third game of the season. Those are two teams going through some transitions, either with some key players or with some coaches or with the coaching staff. Maybe you catch them early on. Maybe they're not quite ready at the beginning of the year and you can get in a win there or two. But the Utah State game is going to be tough, defending Mountain West champs. Obviously, Notre Dame and Arkansas. Um, East Carolina could be a sneaky, decent team this year. So I, I think, you know, last year, BYU, I forgot what they was, but they went undefeated against the Pac-12. And, but the record against everybody else was, was, like, was like 500 or something. It was like not that good. So it was a very kind of strange year for BYU, but they've clearly established themselves as a very solid program. And, you know, bring a couple big wins early in the year and people start talking about you. Chris, we really appreciate your insight. Thanks, Thanks so much for doing this. Yep, thanks for having me. That's Chris Vanini at Chris Vanini on Twitter. Two ends in there for the first part of Vanini. Would you would you stuff. lean would you lean to the over on BYU at the plus money eight and a half wins? I would. Plus a dollar twenty five. I would. I knew you liked them. I know you like Utah, but like I look at that schedule too. And Chris mentioned it being an independent, how tough it is that you got to run the table. But yeah, he just I, had to mention Utah State beating San Diego State in the <laughs> championship, didn't he? Love you, Chris. No. But I mean, <laughs> you, the Baylor game obviously could be a hiccup week two. Mm-hmm. And then Oregon uh, week three is going to be tough. And then Notre Dame, that's not at Notre Dame. That's here in Las Vegas at Allegiant <sighs> Stadium. Wow. And the, the tree at the end of the year, we'll find out how Stanford looks. But I see nine wins potentially there. I really do. Um, and Jaron Hall... Second year, full-time quarterback, figuring out the role. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for BYU Mm. coming into this year. So uh, we'll see if, as an independent, they can turn some heads. And By the way, no Utah on that schedule. Yeah, I know. That's just so weird. It is weird. Well, they probably just, Utes maybe don't want to play them. I probably wouldn't want to either. I'm just kidding. (laughs) More follow the money on the other side. Don't go anywhere, everybody. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers online sportsbook serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically get 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. So heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers sportsbook app. It's a whole new game and we are playing a whole new game here on follow the money today because i just keep subjecting dave to a number of exercises by the way when you do the tennis read it makes me miss roger federer already roger Roger. like i just i love nadal and joker and like i already miss roger like that big three we had in tennis for 20 years people like don't take it for granted well, honestly, that's how I feel about Serena. Like yeah. the end of an era. Like the end we of got so brilliance. accustomed to watching the, the Williams sisters. I'm old. 
I remember when Venus was the best player in the world until <laughs> baby sis came along, and destroyed her. Like that, that's how great Venus was that you've forgotten how great Venus was because Serena is that much better. So now we're going to go to the football field okay. and see greatness. And um, what do we want to call the opposite of greatness? Um, Utility. Yeah. Good word. Not my word. Thank you, Elliot, for slipping oh, Elliot it. Producer Elliot in my ear. Futility. Utility. Love word. that. And so by that, I mean, we're going to look at some of the quarterbacks in the NFL this year, who we think is going to have the most touchdown passes oh. and the most interceptions. Mm. So do you want to start with the futile? No, let's go with the good. Good? Okay. On Monday morning. Let's be All positive. Right. So if we're talking most touchdown passes, yeah. last year, your guy Tom Brady led mm. the way, 43. Matt Stafford, number two there at 41, although he did have tied for the most interceptions as well. Neither here nor there. Justin Herbert, who is your favorite at plus 550, had 38 touchdown passes last year. And then Mahomes, Dak Rogers go on. It's, by the way, just the fact that we casually throw out there that Tom Brady led the league last year in touchdown passes is astounding. Like we talk about Serena and Roger. Brady's what, 40? Is he going to be 45 at the beginning of the year? This is ridiculous. It's insane. He led the league in touchdown passes last year. He's on the short list to do it again this year and to be MVP. Like this stuff is not normal. He has seven rings and I eat seven to 12 onion rings in a sitting. <laughs> so we have that in common. We've, we've normalized what insane. this guy's doing. It honestly is pretty crazy, especially like the fact that he hasn't been completely battered with injuries either. Just the one year with, yeah. the, with the leg injury in New England. Well, and even when um, Which is his like a first decade year, ago now. Even his first year with Tampa, though, where he played late in the season with the meniscus. Right. We didn't know. We didn't know. He just played with it. Played with He's it He's not my age. pick, though, this year. All right. So, who is? Well, first of all, Brady, by or the way. Are we going to workshop some of these? Yeah, we're going to workshop a little bit. At plus 650 for Brady, the reason why I don't like it this year to repeat is because Gronk. And I know people are, well, Gronk's broke down. Gronk. The two years in Tampa, they were together. You don't want Kyle Rudolph? It's not the same? <laughs> he never threw. Cameron Brate's great. You know how many red zone interceptions Tom Brady's thrown in the last two years in Tampa Bay? In his entire Tampa Bay career? Wow. A big part of that is Gronk. Security blanket. So if one reads not of Evans and over, Godwin's coming off the ACL. Uh, Leonard Fournette apparently is huge. That's what Lenny, Lenny's been joking about his weight as well. So we'll find out. Can they run? Like, I think they're going to be better at running the ball than they lead on. I just think a lot of those targets with Gronk gone, not that they went to Gronk. It opened up other things for Brady in the red zone. I don't think they're going to be there this year. So I'm going to X him off my list. I think we might pick the same guy. Derek Carr at 18 to 1. Yeah. Love it. I'm just buying in on Derek. And we were joking because I looked up at the TV screen a moment ago. Yeah, it's and it's all of, over. One of the tickers was Derek Carr, overrated, underrated, or just right. I think just right. I think that he is going to step into what we all assumed that he would have been from the jump. Like when he broke his leg, however many years ago that was. Yeah. Like he oh, was, was having an incredible really was. year. MVP type year. Yes. And that to me shows you the type of player that he's capable of being. He's finally got enough weapons around him to be that type of a player. Yeah. And now you get your best friend who was your college go-to no receiver, question. who you set numerous records with at Fresno State, who you went on to, even in your NFL careers, practice with and train with every offseason to get to this point. The chemistry is going to be there right off the bat. And Devontae's already put Derek in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he's already put him in. So, like, but, but that, that confidence level, yes. like, 
So whether we don't, we don't think Derek Carr's a Hall of Famer. No. But Devontae does. So now Derek feels like, that's my guy. That's my dog, right? So I look at the red zone. It, they and Devontae's not too shabby. No. Right? And they don't run it very well in the red zone with Josh Jacobs. So to me, good luck. If you're trying to take away 17, Renfro is going to be – I mean, he's going to be – it's like Cooper Cup. It's just – it's really tough to check inside the red zone, certainly inside the 10. And, oh, by the way, Darren Waller is a great red zone target. 18 to 1, give me Derek Carr. Yeah, and he's the lowest on the board I would go. I, I know I talked about Kirk Cousins, how much I like him. We mentioned the 33 touchdowns. They can run it. Dalvin Cook, exactly. he's going to steal some of those. That's my hesitancy. Yeah. Is you look at how many Brady had last year was 43, and if that's the threshold, Kirk had 10 fewer than that last right. year, and that's a lot to overcome. Josh Allen at 6 to 1, um, it, there's just not value on it, which is what's hard for me. But you know the number is just going to continue to shrink. And he's going to run in a. He's he's going to like vulture some of his own passing TDs. Passes, right? I would be more intrigued if I had to bet something on Josh Allen about his over under, which is thirty five and a half. Mm. He had he went over the last two years. Had thirty six this past year, thirty seven the year before. So if I had to pick, I would probably go over on Josh Allen touchdown passes, even though I don't necessarily want to bet that. I'm just saying, in terms of markets, I'd probably be more apt to do that than the most. I, I just wonder if they. Our, if, if Sean McDermott is going to say we Matt need Stafford at nine to one is kind of interesting. You like Stafford? Well, I don't, but I'm. It's interesting. But it is because it's kind of the Renfro theory with Derek Carr. Cooper Cup is uncheckable inside the ten. Like the, you just can't. You can't. Can't put hands on him. It's going to be a penalty. We saw it in the Super Bowl, right? Now we'll find out how some of the outside guys do because you do have Allen Robinson coming in, who, by the way, is a pretty good possession goal line type guy as well. So can they get the tight end play? That's why I love the Raiders, and I love Derek Carr at 18-1, because I have no questions about that with Darren Waller. I feel like not enough people are confident in the Raiders this year, because I look at what they did last season, where they dealt with so much adversity, losing their head coach, losing Henry Ruggs, losing other pieces of their team. What a tumultuous. Still end up winning that massive game against your Cowboys, which I know sucks but at Thanks, that time ruined thanksgiving but nobody saw that coming no and getting to the playoffs yeah with it, an interim head coach which does not happen no. period so i don't know i'm very i was very impressed with the way that the raiders pulled off last season and i think that they have a lot of potential to grow this year let's talk some interceptions here okay. though i wish there was a market for the fewest thrown interceptions because that <laughs> is something that i would take aaron Rodgers all day 15 interceptions in the last four years I'm not playing Rodgers, that's for damn sure, right? As an extreme long shot to have a lot of – No. I, but I got to tell you, I think he's going to throw more this year. And it might not even be 12's fault. He's going to have yeah. rookies, and then he's going to go, yeah, you were supposed right. to go this way. I said that way. <laughs> so I could see some of that happening. I got a yeah. number, another 18-1 to 1 that I love here. Derek Carr at 18-1 to throw the most. Okay. Tua Tungavailoa to throw the most picks. You know why? They're going to air it out, baby. Got the <laughs> cheetah. Let's go. Got weapons. Jaseki. Let's throw it. I think because the opportunity is going to afford itself for Tua to throw the ball, I think that's going to be a problem. So to me, I'm not, it's not a fade necessarily of Tua. It's just they better, they're going to fall in love with what they think they have offensively. I think they're going to find out that Tua and Cheetah might not be on the same page all the time. I'm going to take 18-1 as an extreme long shot. Like, look, I don't think Justin Fields is going to throw it that much to be in that equation at 10 to 1 yeah. for the Bears. No, I don't either. Matthew Stafford, like he he, he had throws the second, a lot of picks. He had the second most touchdowns last year and tied with Trevor Lawrence with 17 interceptions for the most in the league. How about that? 
That's wild. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, was a rookie. And here's your, by the way, everybody's put Stafford in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall now because Tart can't catch a punt, a, a, a duck that Stafford threw in the championship games. That's the narrative, right? Stafford, yeah. he throws that pick. He's the dog. You lose the game against the Niners if Tart comes down with it. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. I feel bad Jameis Winston is still just getting no love, especially with how well he started the season last year. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. He didn't his turn over, it over. His over-under is still 13 and a half. 13 well, that, to one That Oscar. 30 for 30 in Tampa Bay, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. That's still hard to get out of your head. So someone else that you have there with Tua, uh, Ryan Tannehill, also 18 to one. I'm not, I have no interest in betting that. I think that he's being slighted. Um, a little bit, even being in this upper echelon of people to throw interceptions. They're, not gonna, they're just not going to give him the opportunity with the king coming back. Like last Henry. year, last year he had 14, and that was the first time that he had gone over what his over-under is, 12 and a half, since 2013. And well, why did that happen? Because Derrick Henry goes out. Yes. And all of a sudden i got to throw it more than I want to. Mike Vrabel does not want to put the ball in Tannehill's hands. They're going to put the ball in Tua Tungavailoa's hands. They're going to well, do yes, it in Miami. Will. And all that to say, I really like Ryan Tannehill under his interceptions prop of 12 and a half. He's run old. it. Yeah. He's run the, well, so what's your official pick? Are you picking Stafford 14 to one? Yeah. I felt so. Yeah. Well, that's the way I don't, I don't love it, but force my hand to make a pick. That's Keep what checking it, it to a, uh, we're going to turn the page to hour three here in a moment. Get back already? to some major league baseball conversation. I know this thing is flying. RJ Anderson, MLB writer for CBS sports will join us. Followed up by Phil Gardner, former MLB manager yeah. and player. Really excited for those conversations on the other side. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over guys. All stars Four is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.